Hello and welcome to another episode of the Indian Dream Trends. This is where we explore markets and ideas that are set to explode in the next few years to find opportunities to build profitable businesses. In this week's newsletter, we had covered the rise of private or paid communities. Did you know that Quorum, a members-only club in Gurgaon, has more than 700 members paying them rupees 75,000 per year? Or did you know about Makeupat, an online paid community of no-code enthusiasts that was recently bought by Zapier? Well, to dig deeper into the world of private communities, we have Ragini Das, co-founder of Leap Club, a private network for women. An army kid, Ragini traveled the length and breadth of the country as a child before starting her career at Trident. She then went on to work at Zomato and was part of the team that conceptualized Zomato Gold, one of my personal favorite products. Last year, she co-founded Leap Club and has had an interesting journey scaling up the club to 1000 paying members with 8000 members in the waiting list. We talked to her about the workings of Leap, how they scaled it and the opportunities that exist in this space. Before we jump to the episode, I request you all to follow us on Spotify and give us an honest rating on Apple. It'll keep the algorithm gods happy and we'll reach more people with our content. With that, let's jump in. Tell us about the thesis behind Leap. What were you what was the core problem that you were trying to solve? What was the mindset when you were like evaluating if this is the idea and the opportunity that you wanted to go after? Yeah, so actually Leap and uh, back then it was Leap and not Leap dot Club, but we actually started off with a very very simple problem statement that professional networking set is extremely broken, right? And I think while this statement is age and gender and industry agnostic in general, it's slightly more true for women than for men, right? So and even when we started building Leap, uh, we were very very be- benefits first and. you mentioned zomato gold right so you mentioned that it was a steal and 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 you feel like it was a steal because you got that benefit or you derived that value out of it so even for us i think even when we were imagining leap everything was curated basis what people mentioned was missing in them living their best professional life right so they spoke about coaching they spoke about being mentally happy uh people spoke about having access to industry leaders which i think most of us don't right Uh, and of course upskilling tools and a bunch of these things and that's how we started imagining and shaping all of our benefits at leap it's also very important to by the way note that leap at its ideation stage was an offline network right uh, and we had to very very quickly pivot to a online model uh, i think a month before we were to launch in april 2020 uh, if you ask me two major reasons of why members join us uh one is to create like a solid network which of course we make happen through say super connections or creating smaller communities within the larger network something we call clubhouse right or even the feed for example it's constantly buzzing i think every hour and we see those connections happen every day so one is of course to create that solid network and the second is to focus on their lnd right learning and development so for for this i think today we have one on one executive and wellness coaching we do uh, master classes with these industry leaders so being in the same room as an abanti sankar and narayanan or being in the same room as a mukesh bansal and literally asking them more about their journey or going deeper into a particular topic right these are things that people really want and don't get out of other network interesting so i think that's the that's the power of building a community first product right where 
if you can if you can figure out a common problem statement that can get people talking you can really understand what's missing and then develop your offerings according to that um and from what i understand this is something that you guys have been doing since the very beginning where you were trying to evaluate what kind of benefits to put in in a club like this when this was back back in the day when you were thinking about it from an offline perspective yeah tell me a little about you know finding your first 100 members because this is a paid community where most of the professional networking or these communities that people are expect, people are used to in india are mostly free um very few um, are paid and and the ones that are paid are very specific to a certain kind of trade so so if you're in a particular kind of trade you'll have to pay to be a member and you get access to uh, all the benefits of that particular trade so this was horizontal um and you decided to do it in a paid fashion how difficult was it to get the first 100 uh, members how did you go about doing that so very simple chicken and egg problem right i think you're absolutely right and i i don't think this is an india problem by the way i'm sure it's a global problem but specifically in this market i 100% agree i think if i can touch and feel it um there is value for me if I, if i can't touch and feel it there may or may not be you know so i think where even when we zeroed on to what Or, or even when we zeroed on to who we were building this for, right? I think my co-founder and I started putting some very, very basic social posts, right? And these social posts just had some stats, uh, stats that we all know deep down or at the back of our heads, but we don't talk about actively, right? Uh, which is what I think got the word out for us. A couple of folks started joining our waitlist on the website, and our waitlist back then was. something very very basic right if you go to our, uh, the oldest version of our website it's literally some stats and it says we're building something and join the waitlist and something like that right that's how we started curating email ids we literally started talking to anyone and everyone who used to join our waitlist or you know uh, or at least converse with us on that website now what i did was i reached out to those folks I also cold wrote to some people on LinkedIn. By the way, I personally met with almost sixty, seventy people. Uh, gave them a quick gist of what we were trying to do differently, what we were trying to build, and that's how we got the first thirty founding members. Why this was important was one, it would set the tone for Leap, right? Uh, I I need to know exactly what who these people are, what they want, and then build for them. also uh, i think number 2 it was a brand they hadn't heard of let's be honest it was built by folks people that these people may not have heard of also right they these guys weren't family and friends they weren't people in our second degree connects also uh, and even till today by the way we have almost 8000 people on our waitlist today but our team speaks to every single person before onboarding them and of course this doesn't happen in person but we do have that call and you know just to check if there's a mutual fit so i think uh, that's that's how we started with the first 100 and and just like that yeah we're we're a thousand members now it's interesting you call them founding members because i would assume those people also needed to be at a certain caliber or a certain place in their profession where the next 30 40 70 me- members sort of have um an aspirational um, attachment towards saying that hey these people are in the club and hence uh, there's there's more credibility that they bring to the club right yeah absolutely the 8000 member thing uh, 8000 people in the waitlist right this is where it's it's tricky for you because communities make or break pace is the members that 
come on board, right? Every member either strengthens the community or sort of weakens it to a certain extent if they're not contributing or if, if, if they're not as involved, right? How do you evaluate what kind of people to bring in? Is there, is there some sort of filtering criteria? What do you look for? Yeah, so I think exactly what I said earlier, right? We speak to every single person because I think one thing about communities is that don't use money as the only filter, right, for the community. I think price is more than just money. It's time, it's risk, it's sacrifice, it's a lot more. So we do have a team that not only walks our potential members through what we're building, but we also check a mutual fit from a very value-add point of view, right? Are we both a fit for each other? And very interesting that you actually mentioned that, you know, they have to be a certain caliber, they have to be a certain this thing. And that's exactly how Leap started, right? I would assume that anyone who comes with, say, 6 to 12 years of experience is working in a Bain or a Zomato or a Dunzo or all these people will really see value. And yes, they do. But I think today we also have members who are literally two years into their professional lives and they're looking for, say, you know, mentors or there are people who come with 25, 30 years of experience, by the way, and they want to constantly keep investing in their professional goals and growth. Uh, We have people who are willing to mentor others. We have journalists, we have women in real estate, social impact, like you name it, right? Uh, So for us, I think, it's all about the network and, and that in some sense for us today at Leap is our network. Did you ever feel like that you had hit on some sort of pent-up demand or something that was completely missing for this segment? Because specifically women, I think, have a very hard time, you know, networking without coming across, and I'm going to use this word, without coming across creeps on the internet, right? It's a very common problem in India. Did you think, you know, having a woman only exclusive, uh, there was pent up demand that you that you had hit upon because 8000 members in a in the waitlist is no mean feat. Yeah. So I think 100% and I remember even when we were thinking about who our TG will be, right, when we were just conceptualizing the idea of Leap, uh, I think someone just one of our, I think, earlier investors asked us, who's going to stand up and say Leap should have been there five years ago and 10 years ago, right? And the answer, very, very honestly, is women. And, and earlier also I spoke about how it is much harder, right? And and not just because of the creeps and all of that that people talk about, but let's be honest, we don't have enough role models. The, the glass ceiling is another thing, but the broken rung is another problem. Even I think even at promotions, by the way, only 30% women get promoted, right? When, when I started working and when I was 21, um, I always saw enough number of women as men in the room but obviously now when I'm a 28 and maybe it's obviously not true to leave but uh, even in my last job right I was always the only girl in the room right so I think even that just makes it a lot more tougher and of course like the drop-off is something that we all know about right India to be honest is like a shameful one digit number when it comes to women in leadership positions right and like we all know the stats and the figures right it's it's embarrassing to say the least yeah. So I think uh, demand 100%. People keep asking me that, oh my God, there are, you know, newer communities coming. So so and so is doing this, that. And I'm like, you know what? There is enough them. There are enough people. There is enough market to go after. Because I think the more, the better. It, it It's a huge problem to solve. I completely agree. Um, especially to your point on there's more than enough time because what we don't realize is 
there's also constant influx of these younger women who are coming into the professional system and are looking for that kind of mentorship that kind of networking where uh, being part of one of these clubs is almost going to be a default right because operating in in without these networks is going to be significantly more difficult and challenging than being part of something like this absolutely and i i keep telling this to other members also right and there are we have a lot of young folks who want to join the network or who are a part of the network right and and they keep asking us that how do i how do i reach out to this person and i'm just like you know you'd be surprised at how much they want to help let's come back to the question to the point on feedback loop because I've seen this firsthand at Leap, not because I'm a part of Leap. I can't be a part of Leap, but my wife is is a proud member, and she keeps uh, suggesting this to everybody she meets. But one of the things that I've seen is you guys do feedback really well, where be it like a you know a, a clubhouse session or a huddle or or any kind of sessions, you do you take very detailed feedback. I want to understand the process internally. on how is this then sort of synthesized into figuring out what do you build for the community what's the process like and and where does this feedback culture come from yeah so i think where you're absolutely right we're super super bullish on feedback and i think feedback for us uh, so it is not limited to like a form going after every action that gets taken at leap or you know with leap but because of the sheer nature of the onboarding process that we have i think we have our ears to the ground every day right so for us anything that adds delta value to a member's experience with with respect to say engagement is p1 right anything that's a good to have but may not be burning uh, would also get prioritized accordingly because you're right i think we get if if we ask for tons of feedback we of course get tons of feedback so e- even there we really need to prioritize and to be honest it's very easy to get overwhelmed with feedback especially when you have members who are so connected to what you're building and they want to see you excel right but i think two three things are very very important for me one is to obviously not get very very married to your initial thoughts or ideas i think constantly seek that feedback uh learn from what others are doing learn from what's not going well for you uh especially especially in a business like ours right when you're trying to chase impact along with everything else that you do uh you have to constantly ask yourself if what you're doing today is really driving value right and be ready to kind of keep iterating that at the right time um to like i keep saying have our ears to the ground right i think we speak to our members almost every day um we talk about our product everywhere uh but i think third and the most important one by the way for me would be that as a founder and i think all founders listening will 100% agree you're always second guessing yourself right but i think truly understand that no one knows your product better than you so really trust your idea and test it out let's try and understand why do we why are we seeing these rise in you know paid communities or private communities i have a hypothesis i would love if you can add on to it or or, or tell me a different perspective um my hypothesis is communities have always existed since since time immemorial i guess uh, and without going into like how you know very early age of uh, of humans evolving or homo sapiens evolving there were communities there but even our our elder generation i think was was in communities either around religion 
or either either around the physical location that they were yeah or like golf clubs right or like gym khanas exactly right so so a particular strata of society is going to be like a gym khana member because you know everybody comes from that that class or uh, kitty parties in a certain location were all about communities do you see that changing for the younger generation for our generation where we are not subscribing to those kind of communities as much as our previous generation did and we are now seeking newer kind of communities and hence the rise of horizontal and vertical communities in different segments and and stuff like that so i i have a, a slightly different take here uh one i agree with you i think there is a slight change i i don't think this generation is going after the or or not all of them are going after the gym khanas and the golf clubs as much but i think this generation is also extremely fomo driven right and the fomo is on top creators it's on top content uh fomo is on invites it's on seeing what's growing and what like who's where and it's also on like legit delightful experiences right and take clubhouse for example suddenly everyone's talking about it and suddenly all, all the android folks are like oh my god everyone on iphone is there what the hell is really happening right but here's here's how i look at it right i think fomo can only drive a user to make that first purchase but i think the real value add is everything after and and that's where paid communities really come in right uh, i think for paid communities specifically retention isn't fomo and relationship driven it's 100% value driven as an indian or any other human being actually by 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 just indian if i pay x i need to derive a 2x right else i'm not paying so the so that expectation and that five star experience in some sense is expected i also feel and and i, I mean earlier when we started leap you know we we also started with like this annual membership and now we've moved to a subscription model and the reason we actually moved to the subscription model to be honest also said was that it shows us the mirror right and that mirror is really really important when you're chasing growth when you're chasing impact when you're building a community like this um and especially for us i think it's very very easy for people to perceive us as a not for profit and oh my god i want to help you and all of that that i get every single day right because of the sheer mission or or the sheer nature of the business but but i think that the paid part also helps us really uh set ourselves slightly apart from what the others are doing from what i understand when you do a yearly subscription the the benefit obviously is that you have a year to to show value to that particular uh, you know member in the community um and it's upfront so so there is uh it's harder to convert because it's a big chunk of money but once converted you have a year to show show value versus in a monthly subscription it's easier to convert i would think Yeah. um the the funnel is easier to go through but retention is hard because it's so easy to get out of it right how do you guys think about this if if you're okay answering this question yeah so uh i think even for us initially we did start with the annual membership right i think it it helped us set the tone it helped us reach a point where we were comfortable enough to get members to be up for renewal for the lack of a better word every month right uh, i think by that time we also built an app we were decently bullish and solid and comfortable with what we were offering um on on your point on annual memberships you have a year to show value i actually disagree there i feel if a member doesn't see value 
in the first two three months, you've lost the member, right? For the member, it's sunk cost, but you have actually lost the member completely because as a member, let now let's assume I am this member, right? On the eleventh month, if you're really trying to show me value, then buddy, you're just kind of you know trying to get me to renew. So regardless, I'm not going to. The idea is to constantly show that person value. This reminds me of uh, something that I that I think there was a case study that I did in B school, and and it goes back to the point that annual gym membership have the highest drop off rate after like the first couple of months because that pain of like parting with your money has been forgotten, and now you're back to your status quo versus uh, a monthly deduction keeps reminding you that you've paid for it and you need to derive value. Absolutely right, and and Netflix is a great example of that. I think every time I get debited, I'm like, oh man, one, I can't part with it. Number two, I'm just like, I have to watch Netflix now, right? So, so even here, I think, um, and we see that. Like to be very honest, between you and I, I see that. I see my monthly subscribers really trying their best to make the most of it, right? So that value add of two x. just goes up further when the other persons also really investing and taking out that out of a membership versus someone who's like you know i've paid and maybe this month i've not made the most of it and next month i'll try right but mm. i think that that mirror really really helps and and also why i feel subscription businesses in in general i mean retention is not the best for a lot of people but which is also why you'll see i think not a lot of subscription businesses have great retention rates beyond say a 30 40% in fact one of the better subscription businesses in the country will do like a 30 40 to that point right one of the things that when you when you have a subscriber when you have a subscription business as you said if you're going if you're charging somebody x you need to show 2x value now if i apply the same thing to leap club how do you even define value here right because it's not tangible ki you know x rupaye mein 2x ki cheeze de di which is which is what gold was in your previous experience i could very well see how much did i save by paying that membership 100%. in leap in leap that's slightly different or significantly different because not a lot of these things can be tangibly monetarily sort of figured out on how much value did you derive so how do you figure out what's enough versus you haven't done a good enough job and you need to show more value how do you think about this internally yeah so i think very very solid question because i think it's literally how we started right because i think when we started we were very very benefits first so we were like okay if a person does xyz uh they should be a decent they'll fall into a, say a power bucket or neutral bucket or a drifter bucket depending on whatever we defined as a company now here it's a lot of investment that these members also do right like super connections have to be initiated by you coaching you have to do it or master classes you have to attend uh so for us i think we of course have our own parameters of if a person does xyz uh they fall into say x bucket if they do a abc they fall into say a y bucket and so on and so forth right but i think for us what real value is when someone actually comes back and tells me that you know what ragni actually found my co-founder right uh someone messaged me yesterday saying that she cracked an interview at mckinsey because of two conversations that she had and uh you know i think they just helped her nail that interview round so i think with networking specifically it's very very tricky because you don't see tangible you don't get a job every month right because of leap or you don't get a promotion every month or you you don't have that coaching aha moment 
but constantly investing in your own professional growth is what these members do right and as long as they're seeing themselves reach their goal faster i think till then they're going to constantly keep investing and that's that's what we see and not to see i mean we we have you know a few people who have dropped off and you know i think we've also realized that they're not using the app or they they've not made the most of it or whatever but i think the fact that 95% people constantly renew for this for this membership says something right and and not to say we have all the answers today uh, i don't think what we're doing today will also be the same as to what we want to do say 12 months later right i want to get jobs on the platform i think there's a huge demand for that um so i yeah. think constantly keep on adding value and give them what they're not expecting everyone loves surprises right what they don't like is no surprise makes sense where else do you see opportunities for paid communities to come up in india specifically i think building a paid like for example i think cohort based courses are huge right now right yeah. so so i think that community is very very interesting so there's there's obviously learning as a huge segment right like if you use learning as the core need or desire of individuals you can slice and dice it multiple different ways on saying that if you want to learn x if you want to learn y yeah, if you want to learn say piano as a 5 year old to you want to do like a crash mba course and you know do that online and do it over 3 months and do all of that but yeah there's there's a different segment and a different i think pg to everything but i think what i'm also trying to really say is that learning is something that at least maybe i'm biased because based on my experience i think lnd is something that people genuinely want to invest in interesting all right we'll close it out thank you so much for taking time out ragini thank you so much for talking to us about the leap journey talking to us about the rise of private and paid communities um and what could potentially be there in the future um thank you so much for spending time with us no thank you so much for having me it was it was great talking to you all